So when I was 15, I tried to kill myself. And for a long time, I, I haven't wanted to speak about it in detail. Like I've been on podcasts talking about <clears throat> like a suicidal period, but I think there's part of me that didn't want to speak about it for a few reasons. Like I didn't want to confront it in myself. I didn't want to seem like a victim. Uh, I also kind of like, it's I've become a different person since then. And I haven't wanted to like re-engage with that old version of me. But I, I wanted to make this video today because I realized that there are probably a lot of guys, particularly younger guys, maybe older guys too, or even women who are in a similar position. And if this if this video can help, I, I really want that. So I don't I don't know if I'm going to give specific advice, but I want to share what I think is useful. Um, so in the last couple of years, I've been more open about speaking about it. You know, I, I told my parents 15 years later. I shared it with a couple friends, and you know, some people are insensitive, some people are are well intentioned. But the question everyone asks is why? Like, why would you try to kill yourself? Um, and uh, it's not an easy question. I mean, the, the simple answer would be like, oh, I was depressed. But to just say I was depressed, to just say, oh, that person killed himself because he's depressed, I think that doesn't quite doesn't really quite uh, do justice to the experience. Like, lots. I mean, it may be because but the word depressed is, is so broad. I mean, there's something specific, you know, because I still get depressed periodically, and I do want to speak about cyclical depression today, um, but there's a difference between being suicidal and being depressed, and I, I think the best thing I can, I can share that during this period of my life, I, I, I was two years into high school, I was 15, I had a lot of social anxiety, and... and I think this is one thing that and this is one thing I want to get across. Most people, people who don't have social anxiety, extreme social anxiety, don't understand it because my friends, people who knew me, would be like, "Oh, like Ruan, he's just quiet. Like he's just quiet, Rue." Like people, my friends would call me Quiet Rue. Strangers would call me Quiet Rue. I was just like the quiet kid, and and I don't. I'm not going to say this is always the case with quiet people, but in an environment where you're trying really hard to be social, if someone's being quiet, it's not by choice, and. Uh, I don't want to like pathologize introversion, but there's a certain pain of that inhibition that was so painful because I didn't have control over myself and I felt powerless all the time. Like I couldn't, I couldn't speak up. I couldn't like make words with my face loud enough to be heard. And I don't know if that was a symptom or a cause of, but it was wrapped up in my depression. Whereas every day leaving the house was painful. Every day getting out of bed was painful. Almost every night I couldn't sleep. And I remember thinking about suicide like kind of academically for like maybe days or weeks, I don't remember, but there was a specific day, I don't think there was even like a, a trigger, it wasn't like I was responding to something, but there was one evening, a random school night that I was like, okay, today I'm gonna end it. Like this, like, this pain is over. And I remember feeling so righteous about it because for so long I felt so powerless and like that I couldn't do anything or I couldn't, I, I couldn't make a mark on the world or have any effect on anything. I was like, oh, well, me killing myself, like, that, I felt like this righteousness. Like, I felt like, I felt this power almost. And I, I remember during this period of time, I was doing all these kind of weird things to, like, feel something. Like, I would sneak out of my house at 4 a.m. and walk through rough neighborhoods where, like, the, there were junkies. And somehow that made, like, that danger made me feel something. I was, like, so numb, apathetic. You know, I'd do random things like that. And... Like, I felt like a, a hyper surge when I decided, like, oh, tonight, tonight I'm going to end it. Like, this is going to be it. It was, like, kind of like this I'll show you 
uh, feeling, although I wasn't trying to show anyone in particular, I was just like, I'm going to show the world that I can do something. And um, I tried to hang myself. I don't, I don't know why, but even when I was younger, like hanging, something about it seemed like very particularly spooky to me or like something intriguing. Um, so that's what I chose to do. And I tried to hang myself from a pipe in, in the basement of my family's home. And I remember feeling so, again, righteous, like, this is it, this is the right thing. And as soon as I felt the pressure in my head, like that moment, I immediately regretted it. Like, I immediately was like, what the, f like, why would I do this? Like, why would I, like, this, like, I, I can't believe I overreacted and I thought of my little brother who was, like, five years old. I thought of, like, him finding me and I was like, why, like, I, I couldn't believe that a second ago I thought that this was the answer and I was... And it's not that my, my life flashed before my eyes, but certain images flashed and like certain thoughts flashed of like, you didn't have to do this. And like, no, I want to live. And I, I, and, and I, I tied a shitty knot and the rope didn't, you know, the rope uh, became undid from the pipe and I fell and I had pissed myself and I was super embarrassed. And then I cleaned myself up and, you know, I, I, then I went to dinner with my family like, as if nothing happened. I didn't tell anyone that for over 12 years. And what did come of that is I decided, well, if I was willing to kill myself, then maybe I can give this living thing a shot and try it. And like, if I had the courage to end my life, maybe I should have the courage to like try something different. Even if I can't speak up, there's some things I have control over and that led me to lifting weights and reading spirituality stuff and, and getting to self-help and eventually, you know, improving my life but the, the depression piece never went away and I, I had I did have suicidal thoughts a few more times in the last 15 years I'm 31 now um, in fact I mean I only learned the term or heard the term cyclical, dep cyclical depression recently um, but if I look back on my life especially since 15 and maybe it started earlier I wasn't aware but since 15 there has been a cycle of like trying to improve my situation improve my mood improve my mindset and like feeling this, this manic high followed by this depression it's happened pretty regularly and I want to share about this because one thing that really helped and like the last time I got really depressed was maybe two years ago and I did start to think suicidal thoughts again I was like what the hell like I can't and I happened I was fortunate enough to speak to a coach who was really empathetic but also had was dealing with cyclical depression and he suggested this term to me and, and um and suggested that if you remember that this is just a thing that happens for whatever reason, it doesn't have to be medically diagnosed, you can look at your life. If this is a thing that happens where you get depressed and you think the world is over and like life isn't worth living and it's happened multiple times and you've recovered from it, like just hold on to that thought. Like hold on to that thought that things are gonna be okay eventually. It might take a month, it might take weeks, it might take you know, whatever amount of time. If you hold on to that thought and remember that the, when you're feeling depressed and you're feeling down and like that life isn't worth living, those moments, in those moments, you, you, you can't really trust your thoughts, you can't really even trust your feelings, like, just wait it out, and that was something that really helped me through the last time I've been depressed, and it was two years ago, again, I'm only 31 now, I'm not saying I figured this out, but this is something that's really put things into perspective, because when I feel down, it's a change, because I, I, I think most people don't understand that it's like your whole, it's not just being sad, it's not like a mood, it's your whole sense of reality changes, where uh, things that are supposed to give you joy don't give you joy and things that um, like everything feels bad and like not worthwhile and like your thought when you're feeling physically depressed 
it's easier to think negative thoughts and, and you know, self-destructive thoughts. And when you're thinking self-destructive thoughts, you become physically depressed. Like these things go together. I mean, I mean, the, the one time where I certainly feel the most depressed thoughts is when I'm hungover or I didn't sleep well or I've been you know treating my body terribly and like my body, like my cells, my muscles, my endocrine system is depressed. Then my mind goes into these negative thoughts. Whereas like when I'm feeling awesome and i think this is why you know people love stimulants coffee cocaine whatever like when you're feeling like on it's really hard to think negative thoughts i mean i think a lot of people with substance addiction substance yeah substance addictions are trying to avoid certain feelings but if you just feel the feeling but don't take the impulses seriously it will pass i mean if it's passed before in your life it will pass again that's one little thing i don't know if this is universal advice but this is something that's helped me and I will say, not that I think I've necessarily figured anything out or fixed anything permanently or, you know, I don't know the almighty truth, but something did change over time. Because like I said, for 15 years, I've been in and out of depression. A couple times it seemed suicidal. I'm only one time that I go that far. But um, I, something did change for me about a year and a half ago where for the first time I really noticed how I was talking to myself in my head. And I remember I had just come out to Thailand. I had just started traveling. I was still struggling financially. If you know my story, I was in a cult. It left me in a lot of debt. I was still dealing with that. I was still, you know, I was still having a hard time, even though I was able to get out of the country. Um, and uh, I remember I said something nice to myself for the first time. I was like, "Oh, that's a good idea." But it wasn't like it wasn't like me trying to tell myself. It was like it was like one of those thoughts that pop into your head in the same way that most negative thoughts aren't like constructive. They just like pop in your head. Like I hate myself. Like you're an idiot or whatever your self-critical voice is. Like I had a, a nice thought and I was like, I think this is the first time I've ever said something nice to myself. And like in 30 years, I, mean, I was 29, I don't know, whatever. In, in 29 years, I, I, this is the first time I, I randomly heard a nice thought to myself. I was like, wow, like maybe I should try that intentionally. It was like, I can't believe, you know, I, I've been in self, I've been working in personal development for so long and, you know, there's all these cliches about self-love and this and that, but I'd never actually said nice things to myself in my head. You know, sometimes I'd be boastful or prideful or like up in my ego, but never had I just like said nice things. And I was like, what if I tried that? And like from around this time, you know, up until like my 30th birthday and like through, I was like, I'm going to try, I'm going to like intentionally say nice things to myself. And like, as I had that intention, nicer words would pop into my head for the first time. Like, instead of like, you suck or like, why the fuck you do that? Or like, you look like an idiot or like that, that article is stupid or you shouldn't put yourself out there. I'm fearing criticism, you know, all this shit, all this shit, you know, um, I, I finally, I, I remember it was a little bit after I, it was around, I, around when I was turning 30, cause I was really becoming introspective and I heard myself say, I was dealing with, I was uh, taking a business risk. I was putting myself out there in a way I'd never done that, done before, and I was very nervous about it. It's kind of a make-or-break thing for me financially, but also my self-esteem. Um, and things weren't working out the way I had hoped yet. It was still like, oh, shit, this might this might be fucked. I might like be stuck in a foreign country. Like, And I remember hearing from myself, I'm getting emotional thinking about it. I don't know, this might seem silly, but I remember like, hearing myself say to myself, I got your back. And it was the first time, uh, sorry, <laughs> it was the first time um, I had said something. I was like, this is such a difference from when I was suicidal and I just wanted to beat myself up. And and, and I'm not saying I, I know, you know, if, if you're feeling this way, I'm not saying I, I know exactly what you're feeling or 
maybe this is not relatable, uh, but there was something in that shift of like wanting to beat myself up or like kill myself at one point to like knowing I had my back. And like when people talk about spirituality in like this abstract way, it doesn't always connect with me. But when you, when you talk about like, you know, 12 step talks about having a higher power and, you know, uh, people talk about their connection with God or the universe or the Tao or whatever, like maybe there's a way to look at it that way. That's really great. What all that means to me is the way you talk to yourself or the way your unconscious talks to you back. And that's a relationship that you have full control over because you're both people, <laughs> like you're both parts of it. And if there's any practical piece to it is like being fierce in how you love yourself, right? Self-love is not necessarily getting massages and eating ice cream and taking hot baths, although that might be good for you. It's like, it's how you show up to yourself, with yourself, when no one else is around. Like, how you talk to yourself in those moments where you really need a friend. Like, are you a friend to yourself as opposed to an enemy? Like, there's enough hard shit out there that you don't need to say bullshit to yourself, right? And that's something you always have control over. And even if you forget, even if you say, like, you, you're, you suck, you, you asshole or whatever, like, you're a loser talking to yourself, you can be like, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> like, because you might have patterns where those thoughts just happen. Like, they don't feel like they're even yours because they're just, like, so ingrained in your mind. Maybe it's from, you know, bullies growing up or your family or, like, these, these thoughts, like, they get stuck in your head. Like, they're, they're myelinated pathways that get stuck and you have to just stop, stop hitting the switch on that. Let them go black and like start new pathways in your mind. You know, it could be an affirmation. It could just be like talking to yourself in a nice way, talking to yourself the way you want it to be spoken to. Um, and I don't know. I've been, I've just been speaking, right? I don't know. I, I hope that this is useful. Um, this is my first time like really speaking about um, my suicide attempt and depression. And I, there's just a couple of things I want to. I mean, I hope this is helpful. And you know, I. I if it is, please let me know in the comments if there's something that you're dealing with that could use another, use an ear, uh, feel free to email me. Uh, my email is available here. And um, yeah, I think that's all I wanted to say. I mean, um, I feel funny about posting this, but if this can help at least one person, it's worth it. So that's all. <laughs>